If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Lords of Limited. My name is Ben Warney, and joining me on the line, as always, is Ethan Sachs. Ethan, four more days until summer break. I can taste the fresh air and the magic drafts. <laughs> Buddy, I am so excited for you. You uh, you seem to have been really put through the ringer here at the end of the school year, and I'm excited for you to have the light at the end of the tunnel coming up. Boom. It's going to be infinite drafts for quite a while. Just relaxation and drafts. Ben, I, I have a, a confession I need to make to you and to our listeners, I think. Oh, what is this? I, I was playing some historic this morning. Oh my gosh. I feel so betrayed. <laughs> I know. What happened? There's a purpose behind this. So I'm I'm doing coverage for the CFB Pro Showdown next week oh, that's uh, right. with Martin Yuza, and that's going to be historic. And so I was like, I probably should like mess around with some of the whatever top tier decks. So I have an idea of some interactions, like the cards I can expect to see, etc. Um, so just trying to do a little bit of homework for that event. So what's your constructed rank? Uh, bronze three right now, I believe. Oh, so you did minimal <laughs> historic testing. Yeah, I played like two matches. But I won both of them. But uh, yeah, I only played two matches. Look at you go. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be a mythic in no time. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, but back to limited for our, our regularly scheduled programming here. We're going to be doing our full 45 Strixhaven edition here. So we're going to walk through not one, but two whole draft logs here. Uh, talk through our thought process every step of the way, checking in after each pack, all that good stuff. So before we get into any and all that, just a little bit of housekeeping to take care of. First things first is the Patreon page, patreon.com slash lords of limited where folks can go to give back to the show if they so choose lots of really good stuff uh in the various tiers there the base level everybody who gives back via the patreon gets access to the lords of limited discord and i think maybe not as we speak but in a couple hours ben and i are recording here on uh saturday morning may 22nd there's the uh the draft challenge is going to be on arena this weekend which is a cool little not quite as high stakes as getting to win two thousand dollars via the arena open but still a, a a nice like longer term event i think you can play up to seven rounds or get up to seven wins or whatever um, to receive a bunch of draft tokens, which is cool that they're now, you know, they, they rolled this out for a sealed event a few weeks ago, um, but now they're doing this this draft challenge this time around and you get these draft tokens. So it's a, a nice bang for your buck as a limited player. And we just like, through a couple channels in the Discord so that people could talk about that, and it's already popping off. So as we say each and every week, the Discord is the place to be to discuss any and all things limited. And of course, each and every week, we want to welcome our new patrons to the fold. So this week, we are welcoming Reptar, Doug, George, Stefan, Simon, Edward, and Christopher. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We really appreciate your support. Yeah, I cannot say thank you enough. And I said it last week, I'll say it again. These weeks when I'm slammed at school... I really do feel like the Discord keeps me in touch with magic. So if you've got a job and you're working long hours, but you still have magic and you want to be up to date when you go down for your weekend draft, 
join the Discord. Absolutely. Show's also brought to you in part now by Channel Fireball. Channelfireball.com, best place to go for anything and everything you need magic related. There's a lot going on at CFB. We talked about it last week. Ultimate crates are back. So if you're in need of sealed product for Strixhaven or one of the more recent sets, they can get you hooked up with an ultimate crate over there with lots of swag in addition to your sealed product. CFB Pro is still happening. You, me, Alex, we're all still writing articles for the pro side over there. Deck guides, you know, if you're in the format and feeling like you're in a rut, you know, you just can't win, or maybe you're feeling like the format's stale. CFP Pro's got a lot of great articles and guides that might, you know, pique your curiosity, get you to think about the format in a different way. Would strongly consider signing up for CFP Pro if you are drafting frequently on Arena. There's lots of good advice from us and other pros over there. And for anything and everything you need when you get it at CFB, please use code LOL, all caps, when you check out to let them know that we sent you over there. Signing up for CFB Pro also gets you free entry into that monthly CFB Pro showdown that we talked about a little bit before that I'll be doing coverage for the top eight this coming week. So, you know, they don't offer limited as uh, those tournaments, but they are a sweet perk in terms of uh, trying to get some some great store swag and credit. You could have our very own Lord Tupperware commentating your match. Can you believe it? Also, can we talk about the CFB Pro limited dump that happened yesterday? Your draft video, my draft video, my article and Alex's article all just like, boom, Friday bomb. Here's your limited info. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. So yeah, CFB Pro, that's the place to be. All right, Ben. So we're going to dive right in here. Uh, We sort of switched this up the last time we did it. And I think we think it worked out pretty well. So this is Ben's draft log, but I'll walk you through the picks and then Ben will talk through his thought process and then vice versa when we get into my draft log. So I guess, Ben, are you ready to take a seat for your own roundtable? I am ready to take a seat at my own roundtable and crush this draft a second time. <laughs> All right. So uh, here we go. This is, oh, wow. I'm now just getting to, uh, to take a look at this pack one, pick one. We're going to have a have to have a talk here, Ben. Um, so pack one, pick one. We see the following cards as options. Your lesson is spirit summoning. Not very exciting. In terms of the commons, uh, a couple pledges mages quandrix and silver quill uh two of our our favorite commons there and prismari oh and prismari yeah yeah great yeah three three pledge mages there and arcane subtraction in a learn spell uh, moving on to the uncommons i'd say the only one that sticks out to me is expressive iteration that's the blue red sorcery look at the top three cards of your library put one under your hand one on the bottom of your library and then one in exile and you can play the exiled card this turn uh, and then you've got a rare here that I am surprised you didn't select. Conspiracy Theorist. One in a red for a 2-2. Whenever Conspiracy Theorist attacks, you may pay one and discard a card if you do draw a card. And then whenever you discard one or more non-land cards, you may exile one of them from your graveyard. And if you do, you may cast it this turn. Yeah, this was a tough pack and it's pretty flat in power level. I don't like Conspiracy Theorist that much. First of all, because it puts you between Prismari and Lorehold. And I'd prefer if I'm going to draft Lorehold to get there through being heavy white. And I think by the time that you're able to actually do the thing and cast the cards that you discard off this, because you have to pay for them, that it's so late in the game that Conspiracy Theorist just frequently doesn't have attacks. I've just not found good ways to utilize it. What am I missing? I don't know. You're I, Every time I've seen this card or played this card, it's been insane. It feels like a must kill threat. All you have to do is you play this on turn two, especially if you're in the play, play this on turn two. So you trade with the two drop and then you play another two drop off curve and you draw a card. Boom, two for one. Anything else is gravy. Also, I need to tell you an achievement that I unlocked, which is conspiracy theorist plus plarg. Okay. Because Conspiracy Theorist just says whenever you discard a card. So you just go, cool, rummage with Plarg, and then you just get to cast the thing that you rummaged away. With yes, Conspiracy I have Theorist. seen that from my opponents before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's another thing that like there, there are other like small and they're not coming to me, but I know there are other discardy synergies that this has. But yeah, I don't know. I just think it's like an insanely good two drop. I agree. I've played with it a bunch and it's been horrifically disappointing every time I've played with it. My opponent plays a Prismari Pledge Mage and I can't attack with it. Classic Ben Werney. I know, right? But I agree that it's probably objectively the most powerful card in the pack. I just was not feeling it. I don't know what else. I have no other defense yeah, yeah. than that. No, no, that's fine. I think that's fine. I think <laughs> it's important to talk about, though, because I do think I personally think conspiracy theorist is underrated. Like I, it gets passed to me a lot. And I think I think there is a, a sense of that idea of, oh, this is just going to get outclassed. Like by the time I want to dump mana into it, it doesn't have attacks. That's how I read it. But I have not found it to play out that way. But maybe I'm just getting lucky. Interesting. Yeah. So then for me, it was between the three pledge mages, Silver Quill, Prismari, and Quandrix past that. And I really have liked drafting white lately because it feels so safe. It's so deep at common. There's so many good cards and the aggressive decks are just good. Silver Quill's very deep and I think it supports two drafters pretty easily. And then you also have the off ramp of Lorehold as well. So that's why I took Silver Quill over Quandrix. I have liked white more than I've liked the blue base control decks lately. Yeah, makes sense. All right, so Silver Quill, Pledge Mage in our pile here. Pack one, pick two. Uh, commons to consider here. Well, there's a heated debate, um, so that's probably going to push out uh, the rest that we're seeing here. Probably the second best common is Serpentine Curve. Um, moving on to the uncommons, we'll see if anything can unseat the heated debate. There's a Shadewing Laureate. I'm curious where you're at with this card. This is white-black and a white-black hybrid for a 2-2 flyer. Whenever another creature you control with flying dies, put a plus and plus one counter on target creature you control. It's filler, slightly above filler, nothing special. Yeah, that's sort of where I'm at too. Um, and there's a divide by zero. Two in a blue, instant return target spell or permanent with mana value one or greater to its owner's hand and learn. Yeah, this is very good. I think far and away the most intrinsically powerful card in the pack. Heated Debate potentially matches up a little better with Silver Quill Pledge Mage or Shadewing Laureate, but I don't think you can pass up on the power of divide by zero here, especially with such a weak pack one pick one. Agreed. All right, so divide by zero, that is. Moving on to pack one, pick three. Uh, more good comments to see. Another heated debate here, a pop quiz. Our favorite, uh, our lord and savior, environmental sciences, as our lesson in the pack. And nothing really else to speak of. Um, uncommons or team pennant, infuriate, and fortifying draft. Nothing to write home about. Yeah, I think environmental science is far and away the best card in the pack here. And thrilled to lock up a copy this early overheated debate to give myself flexibility down the road. Yeah, so this is this is nice. And I, I love getting, you know, you get that the good learn spell and divide by zero. And now you get, you know, arguably the best lesson or a really flexible lesson. And that just feels good in these first few packs when you're seeing sort of cards on the weaker side because then you just get to say hey I, I have the sciences locked up and i can just be open to whatever sort of signals i'm about to see as we move into the middle of the pack yep so pack one pick four our uh, lesson still in the pack is pest summoning a couple other commons to speak of leyline invocation five and a green make a giant fractal equal to the number of lands you have and hunt for specimens uh, the two mana learn spell that makes a pest uh, looking at the uncommons, I'd say one card jumps out to me in practical research. This is one of my favorite cards in the format. Three blue red for an instant. Draw four cards, then discard two cards unless you discard an instant or sorcery card. Yeah, for me, this was between hunt for specimens and practical research. I think practical research, you know, after picking up the divide by zero could push us towards Prismari hunt for specimens. I think just a better card than practical research this early in the draft. I'd rather have the two drop and get my curve a little lower um, than take the clunky five drop card draw spell, but practical research is powerful. Um, 
I also had an inkling that maybe I could do, you know, the Demir deck. I have not had a chance to do it yet. And pack one, pick two, we saw the serpentine curve. And I know you really want the lesson learn and then, you know, getting those serpentine curves as your finishers. So I had that in the back of my mind here as well when I was taking the hunt for specimens. Yeah, and we mentioned it last week, but I think it's worth mentioning again here. The Demir deck is very real. You know, folks who maybe aren't, you know, as in- invested in limited content as we are or as or getting as many draft reps in as we are may may not think that that's true. But, you know, I would highly recommend folks to listen to Sam Black's podcast, Drafting Archetypes. Episode 21 is about Demir, and I think he outlines the deck quite well. Um, and maybe we'll see Ben get into it here and we can talk about how the pieces uh, work but yeah hunt for specimens very important the deck exists you know primarily at common and serpentine curve is the big payoff there in terms of your win con so i i like that you're eyeing that you know eyeing that curve maybe we can wheel it taking the hunt here i'm a huge practical research fan as the resident prismari drafter of the podcast <laughs> um, but I, I respect the hunt for specimens pick here for sure i cannot win with prismari no matter what i do it's so funny to me yeah I, I it's like i feel like there are just these decks that are working for people or then not working for people and i think for some reason prismari it just overlaps with whatever i like to do i don't know or i'm just getting lucky with it i don't know what it is i feel like my issue with it has been that i keep getting stuck in between like the aggro and the control version because i think of all the colleges it has the biggest delta between the cards that go in aggro and that go in control and i keep ending up with a bunch of good cards but that aren't all on the same plan and i know that that's happening but i just don't wheel the cards i want to wheel or i don't get Mm. the prismari apprentice you know yeah i finally did get a play with prismari apprentice and cast it on turn two a couple times and i understand how busted that card is now yeah i would say just and for you and for all our listeners just don't draft the control version just don't just take all the two drops and the spectacle mages and the frost tricksters and just tempo aggro your opponents out all right pack one pick five so we've got Silverquill Pledge Mage, Divide by Zero, Environmental Sciences, and Hunt for Specimens. And I would say there's like one card here that jumps out to me and then nothing else. And that one card (laughs) jumping out to me is Inkling Summoning, um, the uh, lesson that makes a 2-1 flyer. I I don't even know what the second best card here is probably Arcane Subtraction. The one on a blue instant target creature gets minus four, minus O, and learn. This is a weak pack. That's what I would say as well as the second best card. But yeah, very weak pack. And I think Inkling Summoning is much better than Arcane Subtraction. And there's a world where we just abandon Divide by Zero and are on our way to play Silver Quill, you know? Yeah, exactly. No, this is great. And you definitely feel thrilled to see Inkling Summoning as your follow-up from just taking Hunt for Specimens. Pack one, pick six. Uh, Commons still left in the pack that I'm interested in. There's a Prismari Pledge Mage. There's an Elemental Summoning still here. Um, and really not much else. Zephyr boots, colorless equipment. If you wanted to maybe, you know, hashtag delay the decision a little bit, but a card that I think has fallen from grace for both of us. Yes, for sure. So really the two cards you named Prismari pledge mage and elemental summoning in consideration. And again, I have this blue black deck, you know, if we wheel serpentine curve, we're very well set up to do the blue black deck. We have not seen anything that really significantly pushes us towards Prismari. And we've got the good learn spells already in hunt and divide by zero. So it was thrilled to see elemental summoning here and again even if we don't end up in this blue black deck we're very open right now with either a black x deck or a blue x deck i think yeah absolutely it's really great to see the six cards that you have so far being really strong commons i mean you only have one uncommon and the rest are commons but for how weak the packs have been you've really been able to take i think you know the best or second best card out of each pack next up in pack one pick seven this is uh, some some conversation starters here so there's a study break 
here, pack one, pick seven, which I say is signal adjacent. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> it's a common, it's it's down the list, but you know, this is about when when I see study break here, this is about when I get those feelings of, uh-oh, I think Silver Quill is open. You know, I, I don't know if that's the case for you, but these pick seven, pick eight, study breaks, guiding voices, certainly humiliates. Those are my like Silver Quill signals for me. Yes, I agree. I think study breaks a signal here for sure. There's an illustrious historian, a, a, you know, a filler two drop, but a two drop nonetheless in red. Cram session, a uh, card that I, I just over the last few weeks, I just love, love, love this card. Uh, the one black green hybrid gain for life and learn. My f- favorite lesson, perhaps mercurial transformation, the one in a blue uncommon that turns a thing into a one, one or a four, four until end of turn. And a mentor's guidance, even a card that I'm not super high on, but I think the, the community is. So I would say is maybe a blue signal, two and a blue sorcery, uh, scry one, then draw a card and you get to copy the spell if you, you know, control basically anything. Planeswalker, cleric, druid, shaman, warlock, or wizard. Mentor's Guidance, in my experience, is either good and goes in your deck or unplayable. And there's not a lot of room in between. I think the only time I'm happy to include it is when I have multiple Quandrix Pledge Mages. And then I'm actively looking to include it in my deck. Otherwise, I don't really care about it. Yeah. I think Quandrix Apprentice as well, or just the apprentices in general. The the two copies is relevant when it's good with good magecraft creatures. Yeah. Well, the Quandrix Apprentice, you're just then, you're going to discard to hand size. What, you're finding two lands and then drawing two cards? Heck yeah, baby. It's glorious. Yeah. Nah, I'm not not about that life. So yeah, this was between Study Break and Cram Session for me. If you take Study Break, you're giving up on your blue cards, and Cram Session gives you the outs to still play your blue cards. And I think, you know, we're coming up on two picks away, three picks away from the Serpentine Curve wheel, potentially. If you hit big on that lottery, I think you are totally set to draft blue black. And I really wanted to do that. So I took cram session over study break here. Certainly study break is defensible. Let me ask you this, Ben. I I love when I get to to throw the Ben Warney trademark question at you. Are you excited to play cram session in your silver quill decks? No, not at all. Okay. So there, there is a sense of like, you're taking this to, you know, open up the blue cards that you have, but that is, you know, is in a way closing the door slightly to a silver quill possibility. Yeah. Would you agree with that statement? Yes, I think that is an accurate statement. But I also think all of my best cards are learn and lesson right now. And so Mm -hmm. Cram Session lets me play all of my best cards and makes my best cards more gluey together. Yeah, no, this is it's a great spot to be in. And I, I love that you're open to this Demir deck. I mean, it's looking more and more like that's real. And that's where Cram Session is you know, at its best, I think, just because, you know, you you want that four life buffer and that control deck and you want to have access to all your lessons as well. I, th- I think it's a really good pick here. Pack one, pick eight, almost at the wheel here. Uh, we've got some, there's some good green cards here. There's a Scourge Colony. There's a Leyline Invocation. Some people might even say Honor Troll is a good green card. I'm not one of them. Um, and then we've also got a Learn Spell here in Pop Quiz. Yeah, this was a hard pick because I think, you know, you can say Pop Quiz and I'm going to stay on track for Blue Black, but is Blue Black really that good? Because I don't have experience with the deck and am I forcing, right? Because this is a fairly significant green signal, I think. Pack one, pick eight. Um, Scourge Colonies premium in Quandrix, as is Leyline Invocation. You know, I just you fold to Leyline Invocation sometimes, depending on the composition of your deck from your opponents. And, you know, certainly your opponents can fold to your Leyline Invocations. I've not been doing that as much recently. <laughs> I've been losing to Leyline Invocation more than I have been casting it. But um, you have to make a decision here about like, do you want to try to steer towards a college? Because if you take Scourge Colony, which I think I would take over Leyline Invocation at this point in the draft, if you take Scourge Colony, it opens you up to. Witherbloom or Quandrix, right? Because we're drafting blue and black cards. 
So you potentially open up both of those colleges as routes for you. But ultimately, I decided I wanted to take the pop quiz and kind of push into uncharted territory. Yeah, I think this pick is perhaps a little less complicated in in my mind, at least. Like, I I agree this is signal-ish in terms of green cards, but isn't pop quiz just the best card in this pack, period? I don't think so. You don't think you think Colony is a better card than Pop Quiz? I think more important to the Quandrix decks in some senses, yeah, because you need the good twos. And I have a lot of card advantage already, I guess, for what I have in my pile as well. Like every card I have is a two for one. And I've got three learn cards and three lessons. Yeah, all right. Maybe I'm too high on Pop Quiz, but I, I think for my money, it's just the best card in the pack. And I feel like I don't see, I mean, I guess there's a world where you end up Quandrix, but you're giving up on inkling summoning silver quill pledge mage and hunt for specimens and like arguably cram session too like cram session isn't that good in quandrix either i agree i mean it's i i like pop quiz and it, you're right in a vacuum it probably is an intrinsically better card but i think it gets devalued here because of how much learn i already have but maybe i'm wrong about that yeah i don't know i, I feel like there's a there's a point where that's true but then there's also a point where like more learn and lesson just begets more learn and lesson and the more you have of that the better your deck is Sure, I'd buy it. Yeah, I mean, I did take the pop quiz. I know, I know. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to make that that sweet podcast content, baby. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's round things out here on the wheel. What happens for the rest of the the picks here? Um, so pack one, pick nine. I grabbed an arcane subtraction over an expressive iteration, and again, this was kind of a close pick, and I was feeling a little guilty um, because I was basically <laughs> at this point just praying that serpentine curve wheeled because expressive iteration again is a powerful card that probably should not be wheeling. And, you know, maybe it was a signal that Prismaria is open. So this was another avenue for me to get into the college lane. Um, But I did take Arcane Subtraction over it. Once again, I'll say as the resident Prismaria drafter of the podcast, Expressive Iteration is a good card. It's fine. But I I don't even know if wheeling it is that much of a signal. And like, honestly, it's just a cheap way to trigger your Magecraft stuff to like make Pledge Mages attack Apprentices unblockable and like curate or strategic planning do the same thing so i don't feel bad about passing iteration here all right good to know moving on to pack one pick 10 drum roll please serpentine curve boom baby yep got it on the wheel called shot love it yeah feeling great about wheeling serpentine curve um pack one pick 11 to curate pack one pick 12 a reduced to memory which is the white uh exile a permanent lesson Pack one, pick 13, a Biblioplex assistant that might end up making the deck here, four mana for the two one flyer, and then rebuy an instant or sorcery. Pack one, pick 14, a lore hold excavation, and then a mentor's guidance as pack one, pick 15. So at the end of pack one, after wheeling that serpentine curve, I'm thinking, you know, probably blue, black, learn, lesson, control. We have a great mix of learn and lesson cards. We have the environmental sciences if we want to splash, you know, powerful cards of other colors. And we had those options maybe with the hard pack one, pick eight, pack one, pick nine to get into a college lane. But I feel good about where we're at. I think we have a lot of options. So you said this is uncharted territory for you. Do you have a sense of like the pieces you're looking for as you continue through the draft as this Demir deck? So for me, I would have wanted... As many hunt for specimens as I could get. That seems like a clutch piece of the archetype just to get your learning happening early and often. We've already got one environmental sciences locked up. If I wanted to get spicy with splashing, I would want a second environmental sciences and then infinite copies of serpentine curve. And currently we don't have a lot of removal. 
So, you know, divide by zero is pretty much our only way to interact. So we'd definitely be on the lookout for Mage Hunter's Onslaughts and Rise of X Juice. All right. Well, let's see if you can uh, you can pick those up as we get into pack two. So pack two, pick one. Uh, here are the commons in consideration. There's an elemental summoning as our lesson in the pack. There is the aforementioned Mage Hunter's Onslaught that Ben said he was on the lookout for here. Uh, I'd say those are the two best commons in the pack. And then we've got some good uncommons in the blue life. Three blue uncommons, in fact. Strategic Planning, Mentor's Guidance, and Kelpie Guide, the two in a blue 2-2 two, two, that uh, you can tap to untap another target permanent you control. Or if you have eight lands, you can tap it to tap target permanent. And also, I think one of our, our favorite big gold star for Reflective Golem, three mana, two, three artifact. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell that targets only Reflective Golem, you can pay two. If you do, you copy that spell and choose new targets for the copy. Yeah, I love a good Reflective Golem, but this is not the deck for that card. So for me, this pick was between Mage Hunter's Onslaught and Kelpie Guide. And I think, you know, we really needed removal. And this is maybe going to just get me to lock in blue black right here. We'll see. Uh, but definitely happy to pick up our first removal spell in Mage Hunter's Onslaught. Yeah. All right. Pack two, pick two. Let's see the following cards as options. For the blue black drafter in Ben, there's really nothing here. Essence infusion. Yikes. One in a black sorcery. Put two plus and plus one counters on target creature against lifelink until end of turn. That's not it. Um, the best card in the pack is probably mage duel the tuna green fight spell that gives a creature plus one plus two. Uh, I got to shout out a card here, Ben, that I have been playing too much of these days. I'm playing I'm playing spell satchel. I'm a spell satchel gamer. Wow. Yeah. The two mana artifact that has magecraft put a book counter on it and then you tap it to remove a book counter from it to add a colorless mana and you can be three tap to remove three book counters to draw a card. I mean, you pegged it, baby. This is basically Mindstone. Basically Mindstone. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah. And there's also a rare in the pack, the Biblioplex, the land that uh, taps for a colorless mana. Or if you have seven cards in your hand or zero cards in your hand, you can pay two to tap it and look at the top card of your library. If it's an instant or sorcery card, you may reveal it and put it into your hand. And if you don't put the card into your hand, you may put it into your graveyard. Yeah, Biblioplex is insane in my deck right now. It's going to be very high instance and sorcery count. So thrilled to see that here and pick it up, especially out of a pack that doesn't have other blue and black cards. So it was guilt free. I mean, it's insane in your deck in the sense that you'll have a lot of hits for it. Your hand will never be empty. Like you're, you're more likely to activate this on seven than you are to activate this on zero. <laughs> I feel like maybe we'll see. So I don't know. This this feels like a colorless land to me in your deck just because of like learn lesson is just abundant as heck in your deck so far and i feel like it's only going to get better um but yeah there's just nothing for you here unless you were like gonna splash mage duel you know yeah no though actually actually no i'm gonna walk this back i do think spell satchel is good in your deck right now (laughs) that is interesting because i was considering it in the final build and i do have it in my final build i wanted to get your opinion on that yeah i said well we'll we'll see what we uh what we get to but spell satchel is pretty darn good here um okay pack two pick three kind of another a bummer of a pack here uh, for you at common i think cram session is your best bet there's a, a couple of blue campuses prismari campus and quandrix campus you don't have one of those yet uh, moving on to the uncommons there's a mage hunter that's the three and a black three four whenever an opponent casts or copies an instant or sorcery spell they lose one life and there is a rare still in the pack in manifestation sage that's the quadruple quandrix hybrid for a 2-2 and when it ecbs you make a fractal with power and toughness equal to the number of cards in your hand yeah this was a tough pick right because cram session slots in nicely to what i'm doing but i haven't seen a lot of good blue black flowing after cutting blue black pretty pretty well but i've also not drafted this deck so i don't know if this is common or not right because you're really relying on good 
blue and black cards being opened and maybe they just haven't been. I don't know. Manifestation Sage, I have been very impressed with borderline bomb status, I think, when it comes down on turn four, which will be potentially hard to do in a blue black deck. But we also could, you know, we're heavier blue than we are black. We're giving up, you know, I don't know, four cards here to potentially pivot to blue green. So I took the manifestation sage here with the idea that we'll see what comes. So I'm looking at your deck because I'm trying to figure out, well, what are your best cards? So, So your best card is divide by zero at the moment. But then beyond that, your best cards are black, right? Inkling summoning, mage hunters onslaught, hunt for specimens. Silver Quill Pledge Mage. I think with the current texture of the deck, Serpentine Curve is my second best card. But then, sure, yeah, I agree. Okay. I agree that the black cards after that are much better. Yeah, it's hard. It's just hard for me. I mean, I see the Manifestation Sage is what you selected here. It's hard for me to imagine the trajectory of this deck that makes that the correct pick. Though, you know, remember, remember we did see the late green cards in pack one, pick eight. And so this could be a, hey, maybe like some weird thing happened in pack one where there's like weren't Quandrix cards open. So no one's in Quandrix. And so now maybe you could move into it. That was my thought process. Yep. Yeah, I like that. I think, I think you know, if you're on the path for Demir and you think, hey, it's Demir or Bust, I think Cram Session is a great pickup here for you. But I agree that I think that the power level gap is maybe too big and there's a possibility that, you know, could the Quandrix flows here. Uh, so pack two, pick four. Black is back, baby. There's a Lash of Malice. There's also another Inkling Summoning, which is Gas. Um, no blue cards really to speak of another reflective golem. Um, there's an ether helix. If you wanted to maybe think about Quandrix some more three green blue for a sorcery return target permanent to its owner's hand return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand, though. I think it's going to be tough for you to unlock that second yes, piece of text for sure. in the current uh, composition of your deck. Um, so yeah, I think it's probably just between those two black cards. Yeah, and I decided I already had a copy of inkling summoning and I think the multiples are a little less important in Demir. I think you still want to be a little more toolboxy in the Demir deck. So I took Lash of Malice as a premium early interaction spell here. Yeah, I, I love that for you. Nice little pickup. You already said, you know, moving into this pack, let's get some let's get some removal in our pile. And so now we've got an Onslaught and a Lash. Uh, pack two, pick five. There is a second copy of Environmental Sciences. That is just criminally late for that card, by the way. Yes. Uh, <laughs> There aren't really any good blue cards, a reject and a resculpt. Um, a really good black card, Inspector of the Fens, three and a black, two, three flyer. Pay five and a black for a target opponent to lose two life and you gain two life. And even a couple of black uncommons here, uh, Silver Quill Apprentice and Dina Soulsteeper. Yeah, again, this is a little bit of an awkward pack. I mean, I certainly pack two is not going as well as I would have hoped. I thought about the environmental sciences here to open up splashes, but we don't have any splash worthy cards currently. So it feels a little ambitious to go after a second copy. You know, if we already were in a bit of more of a mess territory, I think I would have considered it a little stronger. We also are a little light on playables because of how many lessons we've picked up already. So I wanted to take Spectre of the Fens here as a good playable. Well, and the second copy of Environmental Sciences is only necessary if you're splashing two colors, right? You currently have the opportunity to do a deep splash if you wanted to. And I will say that the Demir decks that I've drafted have done a deep splash and a third color. But when you have six learn spells and one sciences, you know, you have that's like seven, eight sources, if you count the basic as well, eight sources of your splash. Um, so you you are pretty well set up to splash a third color if you want to. You just haven't seen anything worth splashing yet. Yeah, that's what I mean. You only want the second sciences if you're splashing two colors. And it seems unlikely that I'm going to splash two colors when I currently have no cards I want to splash. Exactly. So gra- grab the little the Spectre of the Fens threat there. Pack two, pick six. Oh, there's, there's, some, uh, there's some Witherbloom inklings here. There's a Blood Researcher. There's a mage duel. The lesson in the pack is 
pest summoning. Um, there is sign in blood as a black draw spell that could slot into your Demir deck. That's the black, black uh, mystical archive card sorcery target player draws two cards and loses two life. And there's still a mythic in the pack. This is Jadzi Oracle of Arcavios. That's six blue, blue for a five, five legendary creature. You discard a card to return it to its owner's hand and it has Magecraft. Uh, whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, you reveal the top card of your library. If it's a non-land card, you may cast it by paying one rather than paying its mana cost. If it's a land card, you put it onto the battlefield. Yeah, card is fine. I don't think that card is bomb status or even really good rare status in my experience from what I've seen so far. So I was pretty thrilled to see Pest Summoning here. I think you actively want a copy of that to go get out of the sideboard in this deck. So I was thrilled to see that and snap it up here. Yeah, so my question to you is... It feels like this pick is I'm I'm sticking to Demir hell or high water. Yeah. Oh, I didn't feel that way. I felt like pest summoning. That's another reason I was thrilled for pest summoning here, because, you know, you can cast it in Quandrix as well off the green mana. I mean, the only card you would want, I think even if I were Quandrix, I would want Mage Duel over Jodzi, but I yes. don't really want Mage Duel because because my creature count is so low. So Mage Duel is mm. not great for me, I don't think. Okay, yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Great. All right, moving on to pack two, pick seven. Uh, your, your black or blue options are still slim here, Ben. There's a Soothsayer Adept, the 1-3 Looter, another Essence Infusion. I mean, it's a pretty weak pack overall. Pack's just bad for everyone, yeah. I just grabbed a Soothsayer Adept here. Okay, and pack two, pick eight, before we get to the wheel, there's a Splash-worthy card, I suppose. A card that I'm not excited about, but it does give you a little bit of top end here. Explosive Welcome, seven and red instant, deal five to a target, deal three to another target, and then add triple red. Um, no black cards here, blue cards. There's a teachings of the archaics as a lesson, but again, that's the, the rare one that lets you draw cards. If you have less cards in your hand than your opponent. But <laughs> as we said before about the biblioplex, I don't think that's going to be Ben's problem here with all of the learned lesson that he has. No. Yeah. I decided that teachings of the archaics was never going to be online. So I took a chance on the explosive welcome to potentially splash. Yeah. I like that. Uh, so how did the rest of the pack go as we get to the wheel? Well, there were weak packs the first time around, so we don't <laughs> wheel much. Pack two, pick nine, there's a strategic planning, which goes well with the serpentine curve. Pack mm -hmm. two, pick ten, we do get that spell satchel that potentially is going to be in the main deck. Boom. Pack two, pick eleven, I took a Zephyr Boots over Soothsayer Adept. I didn't think there was ever a world where I wanted to run two copies of Soothsayer Adept. Pack two, pick twelve, we wheel Ether Helix, which was one of the only gold quandrix cards which was you know while not a good card in our current deck i don't think it should necessarily be going pack two pick 12 and then we get a resculpt pack two pick 14 we wheel that mage duel from the pack with jodzi which is pretty crazy that's illegal yeah so i took mage duel there and that got me thinking well you know we picked up that manifestation sage we wheeled that ether helix we wheeled mage duel maybe there just weren't quandrix cards opened and there is no quandrix drafter like, that was my thought process right now. There is also a world, again, you know, you could pick up some campuses and other sciences or whatever. You could just do Sultai Pile here as well. Yes, that was where my brain was at also, for sure. Okay, so end of pack two, how are you feeling? What are you thinking about you need moving into pack three to round out this deck? Because you're in a sort of unique position here, as we just talked about, where you may not even know what your base two colors are at the moment. Right, I think I'm likely to be blue-black. But the late mage duel plus manifestation sage has me doubting myself and thinking that blue green might be good as well or might be wide open potentially in pack three. However, I'm really light 
on playables in either direction. Um, blue green has 13 playables. Blue black has 15 playables. Um, I'm saying playables like in quotes. That's counting cards like <laughs> curate, strategic planning, soothsayer adept. And while, you know, curate and strategic planning are fine in serpentine curve decks, we only have the one serpentine curve. So I'm a little nervous right now for blue black because I think I would like at least two more copies of serpentine curve before I felt really good about you know, like I have a great blue black deck, but we did pick up the removal pieces on the blue black end of things in pack two. Yeah, for sure. Right. You got the last, you got the onslaught. Um, and, and again, you've got a really deep learn lesson roster, which is, you know, that, that is the makings of a powerful deck period. And you haven't seen many powerful cards yet. So hopefully pack three delivers in that respect. So, uh, pack three, pick one, uh, here are the following cards as options, like the commons that are good in terms of your colors. You've got an inkling summoning as the lesson in the pack and a field trip, as a good learn spell to an agreeing, search your library for a forest, put it into play tapped, and then learn. Um, best common in the pack is probably Combat Professor, but that is off the table here. A couple of black uncommons, another lesson, Necrotic Fumes, one black black sorcery as an additional cost to cast it. Exile a creature you control to exile target creature or planeswalker. And another Mage Hunter, though I think that is uh, significantly worse than Necrotic Fumes. Yes, I agree. So I was between Field Trip and Necrotic Fumes here, and this was a tough pick. Necrotic Fumes feels like, okay, we're blue-black, we're probably not messing with Quandrix, because if I'm going to go base Quandrix, I need playables. And so I thought that there was enough of a chance that Quandrix was going to be wide open, that I was willing to take Field Trip here and potentially miss out on a Necrotic Fumes for my lesson package out of the sideboard. I like this pick a lot because Necrotic Fumes is not great in your deck right now. You're very creature light. If you had like two more Hunt for Specimens, then I think you can take the Fumes here pretty happily. But the fact that you only have one Hunt and that you only have seven picks to see more of them, I think makes it... uh, a significantly worse pick than it would be, say, at the start of pack two. For sure. So snap up the field trip here. Pack three, pick two. Uh, Here are the cards that you see as options. Intro to Annihilation is your lesson here. The five mana colorless lesson to exile target non-land permanent. Its controller draws a card. Um, There's a Baryan Books, four and a blue instant. Put target creature into its owner's library second from the top, and it costs two less to cast if it targets an attacking creature. And then maybe some splash territory if you're thinking about it. There's a closing statement, three white black for an instant. Costs two less to cast during your end step to destroy target creature or planeswalker you don't control and put a plus and plus one counter on up to one target creature you control. Yeah, I think this is between Barry and splashing a closing statement, but I think there's no reason to try to splash closing statement when there's a card as good as Barry in what we are certain is our base color, even if we're blue, black or blue, green. So thrilled to see the best common here and snapped it up. Great. Pack three, pick three, back to a little bit of weak territory. Pest summoning in the pack, a lash of malice if you wanted a second one of those. Um, If you wanted some keyword big, there's a ley line invocation. A campus guide if you're thinking about splashing and an overgrown arch, I guess. One in a green 04 defender, tap to gain a life or pay two to sack it and learn. Yeah, we're in a tough spot here because we're not really getting cards that are pushing us in either direction. The packs are just not good. I, you know, this yeah. whole draft went by and it wasn't like I felt, oh, I wish I'd been this or oh, I right. wish I'd been that. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm scrapping out whatever I can to make it. Just a functional deck here. So yeah, I was worried about closing the game out at this point. And Manifestation Sage is far and away my best card. 
And we had taken the field trip. So I was thinking I want ley line invocation as another finisher. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so we, we, we grab the ley line invocation here. Pack three, pick four. Oh, what a choice. So there's a Witherbloom Pledge Mage here, the five mana five, five Magecraft gain a life. There's Rise of X2, baby. Four and the uh, double silver quill hybrid to exile a creature, exile up to one target instant or sorcery from a graveyard and learn. We've got an intro to prophecy. That's a, a lesson we don't have yet. The scry to draw a card for three mana. I, I'd say it's between those three here. I mean, there is another spell satchel, but hey, uh, that powerhouse is going to come back <laughs> on the wheel. Yeah, this was between Witherbloom, Pledge Mage and Rise of Exodus for me. And this was an extraordinarily hard pick, right? Because if you take Rise here, you're saying... I'm blue black. I'm not playing Manifestation Sage, I think is what you're saying. And I couldn't quite bring myself to do that. I still had hope that maybe we were going to get hooked up in Quandrix. So I took Witherbloom Pledge Mage. Also, just a five mana five five is pretty important. And we do have Mage Hunter's Onslaught as a removal spell. And we're not hurting for learn cards. So it was a tough choice. I'm not sure I made the right choice here, but took the Witherbloom Pledge Mage because it was a thousand percent to make my deck. Yeah. It's a good argument. I think I would take Rise here personally, but it do, it sounds to me like we have different evaluations of Manifestation Sage. You're a lot more excited to like try and get that into your deck, and I think I would be you know fine to have that on the sidelines at this point. Yes, I think Manifestation Sage is borderline. I don't know, A minus territory. It's a very good card. All right, so pack three, pick five. I mean, this is this is tough. I mean, maybe there was a, a Silver Quill life at some point. Like we see an Apprentice here and an Allen Shield Mage, but honestly, I have no idea how you were ever supposed to get into that deck. Uh, you selected a Teach by Example here. Yeah, it took Teach by Example over Leech Fanatic. There's not a lot going on. And again, if we'd taken Rise of x you take Leech Fanatic here, and I think you are blue-black. But even then, Leech Fanatic's not what you want in your blue-black deck. So um, I took Teach here as potentially, you know, we've got some good cards to copy. Divide by Zero, Serpentine Curve, Varian Books. All right, well, you, you get a little bit of a heater here, Ben, as uh, we, we move towards the wheel. Pack three, pick six, Fractal Summoning over basically nothing, which yep. is a really nice pickup for you. Yeah, that was a very important pickup for sure. Pack three, pick seven, your second copy of Serpentine Curve, baby. That's a huge pickup for you. Yes, breathed a deep sigh of relief when I saw Serpentine Curve here and I was praying for another one, pack three, pick eight. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't get another one, pack three, pick eight, but kind of kind of close, kind of really a good one for you. Hunt for Specimens, pack three, pick eight. Does that dip you back towards thinking about Demir here? Yeah, I think that pushes me back towards base Demir, and I'm experiencing a lot of regret about not picking Rise. But Witherbloom Pledge Mage, again, that's the safe thing about Witherbloom Pledge Mage is we, even if we shift back to Demir, Witherbloom Pledge Mage is still great in either deck. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, and then on the wheel, uh, you pick up a Witherbloom Campus, pick nine, another strategic planning, another Adept, a Square Up, an Access Tunnel, Spined Karak, and another Access Tunnel. So a bunch of stuff that you, you're probably not including. So what, it, what does this deck composition look like at the end of the draft? It was tough, and we really didn't quite make playables. So the deck is base blue-black with some green. Um, the green cards in the deck are Field Trip, Leyline Invocation, and the Manifestation Sage. The Manifestation Sage is not going to be great in the deck because it's pretty unlikely to come down on turn four. But uh, we do have, you know, the good learn cards in Hunt for Specimens, Cram Session early. So we're going to be able to fix for green super easily. Um, mana base is 18 lands with the Biblioplex, a Witherbloom Campus, a Forest, 8 Islands, 7 Swamps. So our mana is very good. Um, and then we, we are this base blue-black deck with a lot of 
premium lessons. We've got, you know, the toolbox you would want. We've got fractal summoning. We've got pest summoning. We've got elemental summoning. We've got inkling summoning. So one each of all the summonings we could cast. And then we've also got the environmental sciences to help fix for all those things. So I think this deck is fine, not great, but I think given the quality of the packs I saw, I feel pretty good about where I ended up. Yeah, I think, you know, the the deep learn lesson roster is really nice. You're never going to run out of gas. The two serpentine curves are going to be huge. So I don't think you're going to have a a hard time closing. It is tough. Like if they answer your your invocation fractal and your two serpentine curve fractals, you may have a tough time closing. But like I said, I don't don't think you there was anything else for you to do in that draft. Yep, that's kind of how I feel. All right, we're ready to take a seat at one of yours. Yeah, let's do it. All right, pack one, pick one. You nab a fractal summoning, keeping yourself quite open. Yeah, this was a, I'm a filthy off stream drafter as well, Ben. So we don't have pack one, pick one data here because Arena doesn't give that to 17 lands. But so you'll just have to trust me that it was, you know, I mean, not a weak pack, but, you know, fractal summoning is a, a fine pack one, pick one. It's flexible. I would trust you, I think, to 99.9% of the time, take the same pack one, pick one as me this deep into a format. Okay, wow. All right, I love that. High level of confidence. All right, moving on to pack one, pick two. You see the following cards as options. There's a mage duel. There's also hunt for specimens, the make a one, one and learn. And then moving on to uncommons. There's nothing great that stands out here. There's a brackish trudge is probably the best one. The two black four, two that can come back when you gain life and enters the battlefield tapped. Mythic rare in the pack channel GG and you can pay life to add colorless mana. Unfortunately, there are no Emrakuls to channel into in Strixhaven. Yeah, not uh, not the card you want to take. I did uh, the other day pack one, pick one, a natural order and then pack one, pick two, got a bookworm. So I did get to live that dream. Nice. Yeah, this pack I think this is good. I mean, we got good comments, hunt for specimens, mage duel, pop quiz even though I think pop quiz is worse than those other two cards um and i grabbed the hunt for specimens here i mean you know i think mage duel you can make an argument for lining up a little better but we've already got a good lesson uh hunt for specimens pairs nicely with it either going you know straight wither bloom or drafting the sand black demir deck which i like quite a bit um so I, I grabbed hunt here yep love that hunt pickup moving on to pack one pick three you see the following cards as options another kind of awkward pack here there's a prismari pledge mage Lesson still in the pack, a second fractal summoning. And then moving on to the uncommons, the only one that really stands out is Devouring Tendrils. 1G sorcery, target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to target creature or planeswalker you don't control. And then if that permanent you don't control dies, you gain two life. Rare, still in the pack, Culling Ritual. Two black, green, destroy each non-land permanent with mana value, two or less. And then you add a black or a green for each permanent destroyed that way. Yeah, this is between Devouring Tendrils and Fractal Summoning for me. And I think... We've come down to Mage Duel is better than Tendrils, right? I think so. Yeah. So I, w- I was thinking about that. Like, you know, would I take Mage Duel here over Summoning? And I don't think I would. I mean, it's not in, in my pick order. I have Fractal Summoning ahead. Now, there's an argument for, hey, we already have a Fractal Summoning. So the second copy gets worse. But I was also sort of thinking, like, look, these Fractal Summonings, they're, they're good. Like, having two of them is very good. It still leaves me flexible, too. I could be, you know, different decks. I could still, you know, go Prismari with these two summonings and abandon the Hunt for Specimens. So I landed on that as flexibility rather than taking the removal spell in Tendrils. Yeah, I think it's a close pick. There's 
definitely diminishing returns on the second copy of fractal summoning, but it also, you're never unhappy when you're going to get a fractal summoning and sometimes you want to. Yeah, for sure. Moving on to pack one, pick four, see the following cards as options. This is a spicy pick. You've got Quandrix Pledge Mage, the Quandrix hybrid hybrid 2-2 that grows with Magecraft. Mage Hunter's Onslaught as a very nice removal spell. Inkling Summoning as the lesson still in the pack. And then moving on to the uncommons, the only one that really stands out is Necrotic Fumes, the one black black exile a creature or planeswalker. If you exile a creature, you control. Yeah, I think you could make an argument for any of those four cards, honestly. Because we had Hunt for Specimens already, I decided to take Necrotic Fumes because those cards pair really nicely. But honestly, like you could take the Quandrix Pledge Mage, and now you have three Quandrix hybrid cards with the two summonings. Mage Hunter's Onslaught is just straight up removal in black. Inkling Summoning is another flexible mana cost. Great lesson. Like Again, I think you could make an argument for all four. I took the fumes. Yeah, I think I would be on Quandrix Pledge Mage myself. What road were you hoping to push down with necrotic fumes because to me i think i like mage hunter's onslaught a little better if i'm taking a black card demir is the deck i'm hoping to draft at this point and you think necrotic fumes just with the hunt for specimens is more important yeah i know because in that deck i'm gonna be taking hunt for specimens like basically as the best common and fumes just pairs so nicely with that like you know when in doubt i think the lessons are just like a lesson like that is better just because of that idea of, you know, if I get to play 30 of the cards that I draft, I'm happier with that. Absolutely. Moving on to pack one, pick five, see the following cards as options. There's some cards in the pack and then there's an environmental sciences. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you see the the card as option. Like there's no <laughs> there's no choices here. This is a criminally late sciences and I'm thrilled to grab it here. Yeah, and there, there really are no other cards in contention if you're wondering. Moving on to pack one, pick six, see the following cards as options. There's a Needlethorn Drake if you want to live the Quandrix life. There's a Pigment Storm as the best red card, the five mana deal five. Mage Hunter's Onslaught and then... An Elemental Masterpiece as well. I have come up and up and up on Elemental Masterpiece as the format has gone on. The seven mana make two four fours. Yeah, that card is phenomenal. That is a, a great splash in a lot of decks as well because it's so like, you know, the mana cost is so high. You can splash that kind of card. I like it a lot too. And then there's also another Brackish Trudge chilling here. Yeah, uh, you know, I, th- I think this is a pretty clear Mage Hunter's Onslaught for the direction I'm in. I mean, I'm feeling great. If, if I'm trying to think about drafting Demir, I'm happy to have this and also just happy to have this in, in base black and we could be Witherbloom with the two fractal summonings, you know? For sure. Moving on to pack one, pick seven. You see the following cards as options. There's a study break, one white instant tap two target creatures and learn. Pest summoning still hanging out in the pack. And I think that's really about it that's in consideration. There's also a biomathematician chilling. So there's two things happening here. One is I have a lot of lessons already. So I could take the pest summoning and just keep chilling down this road. But as I, as I said in your draft, these are the times that I'm like, this feels like white is open. You see this, the study break pick seven. I've seen it enough times and not taken it and then had silver quill be open that I've I've now like internalized this as a signal. And so I took study break here. Yeah, I think that's a totally fair pick. I mean, pest summoning you would miss potentially, but not at the expense of opening up a whole nother avenue. So this is investing in the future, right? Yeah, for sure. And and there's there's downside. Like, I think you're right. I think I would miss a pest summoning out of my lesson board, but I also have four lessons already. So I think it's okay to speculate on the study break. Yep, I agree completely. Pack one, pick H, see the following cards as options. There's a Needlethorn Drake, again, for that Quandrix life. And then moving on to uncommons, there's also a return to pass caller here as far and away the best uncommon in the pack. 
Six mana for the 4-2 flyer, and when it enters the battlefield, you return a spirit, instant, or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. This card has the biggest delta of every time my opponent casts it, I basically feel like I have to concede. <laughs> and every time it's in my hand, I'm like stuck on five lands. I don't feel like I can like double spell with it effectively. It just like dies to Lash of Malice immediately. I don't know. Like I cannot make this card work, but it does seem like far and away the most powerful card in the pack. We did just pick up a white card in Study Break. We have Environmental Sciences, so there's a world where we can be white black splash red for the past caller like that that's already a, a thing i'm thinking about when i take this card here for sure there's also a world where if you take quandrix pledge mage you take some needle thorn drakes and you're just like locked into quandrix as well yeah i guess so i'm i'm less excited about that like the drakes are fine i don't know i i'm not seeing any barian books i'm not seeing any uh any mage i guess we passed the mage duel in the tendrils early um, yeah, I guess so. Maybe I was just tunnel visioned on trying to draft the the Demir deck. No, no, no. I, I was not saying that at all. I just think there is that one pick. I think yeah. if you make that pick differently, it has a little bit of a cascading effect on the draft. But given the choice that you made, which I think was a totally reasonable choice, I like where we're at. And I'm following you this direction as well. I just think there's an alternate universe. Yeah, no, that's good to point out. Um, so on the wheel, the pack rounds out. We do wheel a Serpentine Curve, pack one, pick nine. And as we know in the Demir deck, that's gas. So happy about that. Um, nothing much here. We grab a deadly brew randomly. That's the black green sorcery. Each player sacks a creature or planeswalker. And then if you sack to permanent this way, you get to return another permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. I've actually come up on that card quite a bit, though. In the Demir deck, it's probably awkward because you don't have a lot of permanents. Um, a professor's warning, a strategic planning, pick 12. Golden Ratio, Tome Shredder, and Barog Befuddler, pick 15. Yeah, so a bunch of nothing. Where are you feeling? Like, how? what's what's the vibe at, at the end of pack one? The vibe is a little bit of a yikes. I mean, we're kind of all over the place. I feel like I've got a good base for the Demir deck, right? We've got the curve, we've got a planning, we've got Hunt for Specimens, Mage Hunter's Onslaught, and a really good lesson board. So that's where I'd like to be. We do have the late study break and the late past caller as potential signals, um, but I think I'm still hoping to be Demir at this point. All right, moving on to pack two, pick one. See the following cards as options. There's a Lash of Malice. Lesson in the pack is Inkling Summoning. There's also an uncommon lesson in Reduced to Memory. I guess that's not in consideration at all, though. And then some other middling black cards. There's an Arrogant Poet. There's a Tenured Inkcaster. In the Uncommons, there's an Agonizing Remorse. Rare in the pack, Vanishing Verse, white, black for an instant, exile target, monocolored, permanent. I, I think Vanishing Verse is underrated. Like, yeah, there are some times where it doesn't kill, like, the thing, but it does kill most things. Exile's relevant? I don't know. I think people look at this and like, ah, this can't kill a fractal, or this can't kill, I don't know, a bomb rare. It's like, yeah, but it's also a two-mana instant speed removal spell. Kills a combat professor, and right now, I think that might be the single most threatening card in the set. <laughs> Yes, I agree with that. Um, but th that feels a little far away here. You know, if I'm thinking about being a Demir drafter here, I think we're looking at the black cards. And I think Lash, Inkling Summoning is less appealing to me because we have four lessons already. I mean, I will want this, but I'm I'm feeling like I need to, to fill out some spells in my deck. And I, I really, really like the hand disruption spells, specifically Humiliate and Agonizing Remorse. And so I grabbed the Remorse here. Yeah, I think that's a totally fine pick. Moving on to pack one, pick two, the Spice Floweth. So there's a lesson in the pack, Intro to Prophecy. Frost Trickster Chillin', Tuna Blue for the 2-2 Flyer that taps something when it ETBs. 
And then moving on to the uncommons, there's another agonizing remorse, but in that mythic rare slot, baby, Velamachus Lorehold, five red white for the five five flying vigilance haste. And when it attacks, you look at the top seven and you can cast an instant or sorcery for free that has less power or equal to Velamachus's power without paying its mana cost. I mean, Velamachus is, I haven't really done like the actual top whatever, but it's got to be top 10 cards in the set, I would imagine. Yeah, card is bonkers. Yeah, maybe probably top five or we're not even thinking about mystical archive stuff i mean the, the card is nuts it's a stone cold bomb so I, I picked it here and i don't know how this slots into my demure life maybe we, we pivot back somewhere else you know we do have the study break and the past caller so maybe we end up black white splash we'll have to see all right i love it velamachus in the pile pack two pick three holy cow you've gotten some powerful packs in a row so there's an elemental masterpiece the make two four fours combat professor chilling here after we just picked up velamachus the three white two three flyer and at the beginning of combat on your turn target creature gets plus one plus oh and gains vigilance until end of turn we just alluded to it but this card is very very good yeah i've i've never seen that on the other side of the battlefield and thought this is fine i'll be fine <laughs> like it's a must answer threat it just wins the game un- unchecked. Yes. Uh, moving on to the uncommons, there's an explosive welcome here. We're not too excited about that. And then the rare, there's a Leonin Lightscribe, one white for a 2-2 Magecraft. Um, gives your whole team plus one, plus one until end of turn. Yeah, Lightscribe is nuts. It's awkward here slightly because I'm not really primed to draft an aggressive black-white deck. And that's where Lightscribe is at its best, especially if I'm thinking about splashing those like top end flyers in red. But Lightscribe is just nuts. Like you have to take it here, right? I think so. And you don't know what's going to happen the rest of the draft. I mean, if you're not taking Lightscribe, I think you're taking Combat Professor, but I don't think you can pass Leon and Lightscribe. It's too much upside. I agree. So it's a little awkward here, right? So we've now taken Velamachus. We've now taken the Lightscribe. So now I'm feeling like maybe I'm just abandoning blue, even though we've got the two fractal summonings and the late serpentine curve from pack one, um, we may just have to give up on all that. Yeah. Fasten your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a bumpy ride. All right. Moving on to pack two, pick four. There's two cards in the pack. I guess three, really. There's an introduction to prophecy as your lesson still here. Um, and then really the only other two cards that are premium are a manifestation sage, that Quandrix rare from my draft earlier, and rise of Extus, the four silver coal, silver coal hybrid to exile a creature and an instant or sorcery from a graveyard. And then you learn. Yeah, I mean, Manifestation Sage is really not on my radar, given that we're not green at all. Um, or I don't think we're green at all. Rise of Extus, I think, is a great pickup here, given our heavy lesson board sort of straddles the line a little bit, right? We could still be Demir, I guess. It, it, it can go in the Demir deck that I maybe am drafting. It can go in the um, black, white, splash, red deck that I also have access to at the moment. So I think that's the clear pick here. Yep, I agree. Moving on to pack two, pick five. Wow, this is some serious self-control here. Uh, so there's Pilgrim <laughs> of the Ages, two and a white for a two one. When it ETBs, you may search your library for basic playing cards, put it into your hand. And then that's really the only common that's standing out and no uncommons really, but rare in the pack, multiple choice blue X. If X is one, you scry, then draw If X is two. They return a creature to their owner's hand, or you can bounce one of your own creatures. Mm -hmm. X is three, make a four, four. And if X is four, you get to do all of the above. I don't know. I see that you selected pilgrim here and I don't think I would have had this level of self-control. So, Here's what I here's my thought process. And I agree. I mean, multiple choice is obviously the best card in the pack. But I, I'm trying to think of like what what is the world that I envision the rest of the draft like going in based on what I've been passed. And having been passed, Velamachus 
into Lightscribe. And seeing the late study break and the late past caller in pack one makes me think that white is a little underdrafted at this table at the moment. And other than the wheeled serpentine curve and my two fractal summonings, I don't have a reason to be blue. My best cards are white, right? Velimachus and Leon and Lightscribe are my two best cards. Yes, I agree. I figured either I'm taking multiple choice here and then I'm going to be Demir trying to double splash, which feels irresponsible and feels like a lot has to go right for that to be good. Or I just suck it up, take Pilgrim, which is going to be good in it's going to be a card that I want in this like black, white, splash, red, probably controlly deck that I'm envisioning drafting. I'm going to make a counter proposal to you here. What do you think about because I, I, I'm i not in as deep in the draft, like I'm looking at it a little more from on high, you know, because I haven't been in the trenches making the picks. How do you feel about just looking at what you have right now and just feeling the course of the draft? How do you feel about taking multiple choice, abandoning black and like looking to be some sort of a Jeskai shell? And then that lets you keep your fractal summonings open as options as well. So really, you're giving up, you know, I'm not I'm in love with agonizing remorse. And then you're giving up basically hunt for specimens and mage hunters onslaught and fumes. I mean, fumes isn't great here, but I do give up on fumes. That is not something I had considered. Um, I think I like remorse more than you. There's a couple things here. So it sounds like I like remorse more than you do. And giving up on a two mana learn spell in hunt makes the splashing a little tougher, you know, because like you want that turn to learn to have access to environmental sciences, I think. That's my feeling anyway. But I hadn't considered that. So I think that that is a, a reasonable argument for sure. All right. So Pilgrim of the Ages slots into the deck. Moving on to pack two, pick six. See the following cards as options. There's an intro to prophecy as the lesson. Those are flying around the table. Yeah. There's a cram session as cheap learn. There's also an arcane subtraction. And that's about it. There's also an expel, I guess, if we're in white. Two and a white instant exile a tapped creature. Yeah, but I'm not feeling light on removal at the moment, given the onslaught and the rise. So I just took the, the cheap learn spell that was in the colors I thought I was, which is black, white, splash, red. So I took the cram session. Yeah. Digging that. Moving on to pack two, pick seven. See the following cards as options. There's a Silver Cool Pledge Mage, which will be a premium card for you. Um, there's a Crushing Disappointment if you want some card advantage, but that's really about it. Yeah, I'm not lacking in the card advantage department currently, so I took the Pledge Mage here pretty happily. And then moving on to pack two, pick eight. Not the most exciting pack in the world. There's a Lorehold Pledge Mage as a potentially hard to cast three drop in your base black white deck. There's a Village Rites, black for the instant, second creature draw two. Um, and there's also a Lorehold Apprentice chilling here at the uncommon slot, red, white for the 2-2 and Magecraft. You can tap it to give your spirits tap to dome the opponent for one. Yeah, I took rights here, but I'm, I'm probably not playing anything out of this pack, I, I would imagine. Yeah, I think I would have taken Lorehold Pledge Mage myself just as a three drop. I think it's more likely to make the deck than Village Rites, but not much going on. And then pack two, pick nine on the wheel. You got some great cards here. There's a Lash, an Arrogant Poet, and a Tenured Incaster. All three black cards, if I remember right. And it looks like you selected Lash. Yeah, I took the Lash of Malice here. But yeah, that does make me feel good about thinking about not abandoning black, um, which I <laughs> wasn't thinking about at the time. But yeah, happy to pick up the Lash here and see the other two black cards as well. And then the, the pack rounds out, you know, nothing much. We get to start from scratch as a lesson. And if we're splashing red, we can have access to that to ping something or destroy an artifact. Um, pick up a pillar drop warden. I take that over explosive welcome pack two pick 11. I'm just not a, not a huge explosive welcome fan. And pillar drop warden is a card I think worth splashing sometimes. 
Yeah, especially when you've got Learn, like Rise of X Juice, rebuying what is a two-for-one essentially is pretty powerful. Yeah. Eager first year on the wheel as well. Pick 12, two mana, two, two, Magecraft gets plus one, plus oh. And then first day of class, a late expel, pack two, pick 14, and then illustrious historian at the end of the pack. So talk to me about what you're feeling right now. We did a pretty hard pivot there in pack two. Yeah, pretty hard pivot away from blue. And I'm feeling pretty good about it. I mean, we've got a little imager link here in the show notes and a lot of stuff on the side. I'm sad to abandon the fractal summonings, but the power level of this deck is off the chart right now with Velimachus. Lane and Light Scribe, Rise of Exodus, Return Past Caller. We've got really good removal with Lash, Onslaught, Expel. But I am, I don't know if you've had a chance to play with these like Mardui control decks before, but they always underperform for me. So even though I'm feeling like this is powerful, I'm a little nervous about going down this road. I have not played Mardu control yet, no. I have done Lorehold Control a few times and then never again. Yeah, that's that, that's how I feel. It's just the same flavor. Like I get these decks that look like they can grind. And then again, my opponent just plays an island and I'm like, oh, I can't win. What, what am I supposed to do against you drawing a ton of cards with Eureka Moment or Practical Research and then having Baryon Books? It's just so hard to deal with that. Yep. Felomachus helps with that problem a little bit, I think. Yeah, for sure. All right. So pack three, pick one. Let's dive in here. Following cards are options. There's an environmental sciences of the lesson, but again, second copy is a little less good. There's heated debate, three mana deal four, humiliate, moving on to the uncommons, the white black sorcery target opponent reveals their hand and you have them discard and can put a plus one plus one counter on a creature you control. And then brackish trudge, also the two black four two, the ETBs tapped and can be rebought when you gain life. Tezzeret's gambit as a potentially colorless card draw, three and the blue Phyrexian mana to draw two cards and then proliferate. And your rare, pretty far away from us, is the Manifestation Sage. Yeah, so I think this is between Humiliate and Heated Debate. And I just didn't feel like, given my suite of removal, that I needed to splash Heated Debate. And honestly, I, I like I said, I like Agonizing Remorse. I like Humiliate. I'm happy to have two, I think, copies of a, an effect like this. And so I took Humiliate here. Yeah, I like that pick. Humiliate's very strong. Moving on to pack three, pick two. You see the following cards as options. At common, there's Combat Professor. And then moving on to the uncommons, there's a Bookworm, if you wanted to get really spicy with the Splash Life. And other than that, there's not a lot else in consideration, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a pretty weak pack. I mean, there is a, a rare lesson in Confront the Past that can, you know, kill Planeswalkers or rebuy Planeswalkers if you're so lucky. And I am, you know, currently going into pack three. The thing that I'm missing out the most on is now I have a, a, a lot of learn spells. Actually, I believe I have like four or five learn at the moment. But because I have to give up on the two fractal summonings, my lesson board isn't that good right now. And not that Confront the Past is insane or anything, but, you know, rarely could come up. But I'm not taking that over Combat Professor. Professor is the clear pick here. Yep, I agree. Moving on to pack three, pick three. See the following cards as options. There's an Inkling Summoning as the lesson. There's a Spiteful Squad, two white black for the 2-2 death touch. And when it dies, you put its counters on target creature you control. And then there's also in the rare slot, a Devastating Mastery, two and quad white for the sorcery that destroys all non-land permanents. And you're never casting it for its mastery cost. I wish I had made a different pick here, but I was currently thinking that I had this controly shell. And I hadn't played with Mastery before, and I was like, if there's any deck that can make it work, it's got to be this. So I took the Mastery here. If I could go back, I would take Inkling Summoning. Just because you needed the lessons. Yeah, that makes sense. And I got to say, Devastating Mastery did not play out well in this deck. Like, it was fine, but 
even in a base white deck with environmental sciences, with Pilgrim of the Ages, it's quad white on turn six is hard to have. That and I, I have found for all of the Wraths in the format that people, if they're building their decks right, have so much card advantage that you it's not possible to like close the door with the Wrath, right? Like people are gonna have things to do still even after you Wrath and oftentimes you have to take damage to leverage your Wrath. They've just been awkward in the format just based on how many two for ones there are. I agree. Moving on to pack three, pick four. Good pack for us here. See the following cards as options. There's a spirit summoning as the lesson in the pack. An Owlin shield mage, the three white black for the three three flyer with ward pay three life. Hunt for specimens as a premium cheap learn card. And then in the uncommons, there's also another returned pass caller, the six mana four two flyer that can rebuy instants, sorceries, or spirits. Yeah, so I've already got three six drops in pass caller one, rise of exodus, and devastating mastery. So I think pass caller two is off the table. And so I think it's between Hunt for Specimens and honestly Spirit Summoning. Again, the same problem as we just talked about. I don't have a lot of lessons, but I did just take the Hunt for Specimens here um, as another good cheap learn spell. Felt like that was important given the environmental sciences splash life that I wanted. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Moving on to pack three, pick five. See the following cards as options. There's a guiding voice if you want another learn card, but uh, certainly a premium one, a little less so because you're not crazy aggressive here, but the, the white mana put a plus one plus one counter on a creature and then learn. It's also an Owlin shield mage here, the five mana three, three flyer with ward. And that's about it. Yeah. So just grab the shield mage here. I, I don't need another learn spell, especially as you said, this one that doesn't go well with my non aggro life. Moving on to pack three, pick six. See the following cards as options. Rest in peace, Quintorius. Probably not interested in that here. The five mana two four spirits you control get plus one plus oh and when you have cards leave your graveyard you can create a three two red and white spirit creature token and then there's practical research if you wanted to go really deep on splashing but i don't think you're quite there the five mana draw four discard two unless you pitch an instant or sorcery and then there's a lore hold campus chilling yeah so i, I grabbed the campus here I'm, I'm doing fine on playables i think and this is a nice addition to the the red splash that we've got going on moving on to pack three pick seven Oof, tough choice here so we need lessons and there's an expanded anatomy the three mana put two plus one plus one counters on something and give it vigilance but in the rare mythical archive slot there's a lightning helix red white deal three to any target and you gain three life at instant speed yeah i get like if this were a summoning i think it's a closer conversation but i just don't have anything that really i mean i've got stuff that wears counters well i have flyers even like you know turning a, a pest into a three three is good so maybe I should have taken the anatomy here, but I, I landed on the greed pick and took Helix. Yeah, I couldn't pass lightning Helix here. Moving on to pack three, pick eight. There's a Witherbloom Pledge Mage, the five mana five five, and a Lorehold Pledge Mage if you wanted a hard to cast three drop, the two two first strike, and a Reflective Golem, question mark. I mean, there's not a lot. Yeah, and I don't really have the stuff for Reflective Golem. I thought the Pledge Mage was pretty darn good here for me um, as a, a, a big body slash way to gain life if I'm thinking of my deck in a more controlling way. Yeah. Pledge Mage is always a good pickup. Keyword, big. Sad for you on the wheel here, Ben, as we round things out. Pack three, pick nine. Your boy, Manifestation Sage, on the wheel. Um, Whoa. I grabbed a Brackish Trudge. Then we did get that Confront the Past uh, rare lesson. Um, a Letter of Acceptance, pick 11. Cogwork Archivist, pick 12. Ageless Guardian, Ageless Guardian, and Tangle Trap to round out the pack. So what does our final deck look like here? Our final deck looks like, as we thought about, black, white, splashing, uh, I believe 
four red cards here in Helix, Pillar Drop Warden, Returned Past Caller, and of course, Velimachus. We're running the Wrath and Devastating Mastery. We have a lot of learn and not a lot of lessons, right? Double Hunt, Cram Session, and Rise of Exodus. I'm not even playing the Study Break because my lesson board is is so weak with just Environmental Sciences, Necrotic Fumes, and Start from Scratch as like the three things that I would actually grab. Um, so that's a little awkward there, but you know it's a pretty good value-y, grindy, bomby control deck. Yeah, this certainly looks like a powerful you know, set of cards. There's a little bit of tension with the aggressive cards and the top end stuff, but just your yeah. individual card quality is very deep through and through. Yeah, for sure. And this deck ended up going 6-3. Couldn't quite clinch the trophy in Mythic, um, but I was I was pretty happy with how it played out. Sweet. Yeah, that the turning point there where I think you we talked about the multiple choice versus the Pilgrim of the Ages, that felt like one of the main turning points in the draft there. So very interesting to see how it all shook out. Yeah, I appreciate you pointing that out. It ha- I hadn't considered it. I think, you know, results oriented, blue was not open, but I-, I did not consider abandoning black at that point for multiple choice, which I should have. All right. There you have it. Two full draft logs to whet your Strixhaven draft appetite. And <laughs> format is still fun. I mean, I haven't probably played as much of it as you have, but I have been enjoying the drafts and the gameplay that I've had a chance to do this week. Yeah, the games are fun. I don't think the drafts are like the, the ones you know we picked out here are interesting, but I don't think, you know, by and large, the draft portion is that interesting. It's It's starting to feel a little tired for me. I would say one out of three is interesting. That seems high to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You probably have like double or triple the amount of drafts I do at this point, though. So yeah, maybe. All right. Great place to wrap us up. Thank you, as always, to Salty Pretzels for our intro and outro music. Make sure you give it a listen. Thank you so much to ChannelFireball.com for sponsoring this podcast. If you're heading over to CFB for any and all purchases or signing up for CFB Pro, please use the code LOL when you check out to let them know we sent you there. You can check us out streaming. I'm at twitch.tv slash Lord Tupperware. Ben is at twitch.tv slash Mr. Metronome. Mr. is spelled out. We're both under those same usernames on Twitter, and you can tweet at the podcast at Lords of Limited. If you've got any feedback about the show or any questions, shoot us an email at lordsoflimited at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week for another episode of Lords of Limited. Thanks, everybody. See you later. CFB Pro is also still happening. You, Ethan, you are Ethan. I am Ethan, yeah.